Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Real-time crime. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Time Crime. I'm your host, Leah Lamar, and I have with me today my friend, sometimes Dimitri. Hello, Dimitri. I wanted clear that you said my friend, and then it was sometimes this. Dimitri has the title, <laughs> not my sometimes friend. So at least we got that out of the way. That's official. Well, when you think about it that way, I mean, I guess you are sometimes my friend. Oh, I appreciate that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Hello. And you guys, today we're going to be discussing a lot of hot topics. You already know how hot they are. One is, and it's weird for me to say hot before I read this one, but Colorado passing a law about children playing outside alone based on maturity level. LOL. Sony and Netflix halting Will Smith projects. Ay, ay, ay. A, an author of How to Murder Your Husband goes to trial for allegedly killing her husband. And then, of course, the case that everyone's talking about, the Sacramento shooting. And joining us today, I have with me one of my favorite human beings. He's a stand-up comedian. You know him from Workaholics, from I'm Dying Up Here, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, from Riffin' with Griffin. He's a star. He's my friend. He's hilarious. Eric Griffin. Go on. I'm going to his <laughs> wedding for sure. Confirmed. Oh, is it? Oh, wow. I- I think I think it is. I went on a date with his fiance last night. And thank, by the way, Eric, thanks for dinner. Yeah, oh, did I have to pay for that? <laughs> that's how you get into a, invited to a wedding. You go out with the with the significant other alone, yeah. and you get the back. Yeah, I, had to, I, I, yeah I, just, I just had to get them in the in a, in a in a group chat and just you know Jewish girls unite, and then now they're like besties. <laughs> yeah, and so. then we Facetimed him, and Eric was like, "Have my back," and I was like, "Sorry, I." <laughs> I met Rachel. Now I got Rachel's back. So Oof. bye, Eric. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> also, b- before we talk about me and Eric for a second, I just want to address a new Hollywood crime that's come out. It's called my spray tan. Oof. Yeah. Uh, okay. So if, if you can't see it, uh, Leah has are those your fingerprints. Oh, there will be a clip of this. Would you say are those your fingerprints? Yes. You and tanned here, with somebody. Here's the culprit. Oh do you guys think I did it? Am I-, <laughs> I mean, caught bronze-handed. Oof. Uh, yeah, I have not a your first time doing a spray tonight. tan, though, is it? Um, no, I, this is the first time I had someone else do it for me. And let me say, mistake. <laughs> Clearly. Letting someone else see my naked body without receiving a compliment was so odd. We didn't well, even you- have sex. It was like, what What am I paying for? Anyway, um, welcome back to Real Time <laughs> Okay, Eric, aren't you so glad you agreed to do this? Oh my God, this is too early in the morning (laughs) to even think about your pale pink naked body. (laughs) And and the best part, let me just tell you this. 
when I was drying myself off after, I looked in the mirror and I was like, damn, I look so good. And I looked at myself from the backside and I bent over. And when like my butt cheeks spread apart, just like white down the crack. <laughs> I'm like, I can't have sex with anyone. This is embarrassing. Uh, I don't even know what to do with this. Like, I have a white crack. Good morning, anyway. everyone. Welcome so, to wait, True so Crime. So this is what we do here. We 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 go through crimes and, and connect dots. So you were out with Eric's fiance last night, and somebody <laughs> gave you a naked spray tan. This Was this all in the same? <laughs> yes. And then I woke up alone, officer. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Eric, before we get into the crime... The, the people want to know how we know each other. Um, what do you mean? We do comedy. <laughs> yeah, but not everyone knows that. I open on the road for Eric. We've gone to many a city together. Um, I torture Eric with my guy issues, and and we spend most of our meals discussing all the problems that I have. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why. He yeah, don't worry, don't worry. They're... Rachel, Rachel came home and was like, "All she did was talk about her ex." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Leah's one of those, man. Just <laughs> you have to hear about her terrible choice in men anytime you go out with her. <laughs> yeah, well, what else am I going to talk about? My career? <laughs> yeah, what's that? Or your apparently that or your butt crack? So thank you. Yeah, I mean, so really, roll <laughs> which the dice we've covered, sort of. So anyway, um, <laughs> Eric, Eric, mm -hmm. I'm here. People want to know what made you want to be a comedian. This is what we're going to talk about? Well, we just oh have God. to introduce you to the world. It was not <laughs> Nobody cares. Let's get to the crimes. You know what I mean? They, You know what I mean? Come on. Let's, uh, that's what they're here for. They don't, they, right. don't need a, they don't need a weird bio about me. I was funny. I became a comic. Here we are. <laughs> Dear God. This is going to be a great episode. So excited. By the way, day. this is what he does on stage, too. He's like, I got a bunch of setups and some punchlines. All right. Yeah, thanks for coming, just, everybody. Thanks. <laughs> set up, set up. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Where's my check? <laughs> I love Rachel told me last night. I mean, you've told me a version of this, but I heard it from Rachel's mouth last night about how you guys met. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the laughs have stopped. I mean, it's all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was it was funny. She was like on a date. And brought him to the comedy store. Yeah, well, she told me that anyway. Uh, well, well, no, she went to the improv. Like, oh, it was the improv. She... It was the improv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but as I was talking to her, she was like, "I want to come to the show. Can we? I, I want to come to your show." Then she's like, "Well, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm already going to be with someone, you know, who's going to buy my drinks." This is exactly how she said it, you know. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I'll get you in. It's fine." So then I see her in, in the crowd. I'm doing my jokes, and I had, I have particular jokes perfect for this situation. So I have jokes about like, I'm not going to be your friend. <laughs> and then this poor idiot is sitting behind her, you know, <laughs> you know, like just an idiot. You know what I mean? Like I'm clear, you know, and then, but then I didn't wait to say hi to her after the show. And she was like, you didn't wait. Why come you didn't say hi to me? I was like, you're on a date. You know what I mean? Like, what do you, I'm not going to say, I don't care. You know what I mean? And then I went and then she invited me to another place delilah's where she was on another date again but she was <laughs> but she was mad at the guy because she was watching him sing he was a singer mm. and he invited a bunch of girls and her to watch him sing so she got mad and was like well i'm inviting somebody over uh you know so i came and the guy just happened to be a fan of me he was like oh wow sit here at our table and i was like oh that's great and then i took her out we went out and we went talking and then the next then we started hanging out and the next thing you know, we're uh, dating, and then now, years later, we're engaged. So I got to pull Rachel, and somehow... What does that even mean? What What does that mean to you, pull a Rachel? Do I have to pay for everything? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, A, yes. <laughs> Eric, can I get a credit card? This is the weird time for me to ask you. I just figured publicly it would be better than privately. And then, okay, all right, so just bring dates to places where the guy i actually like might be <laughs> yeah you'd be surprised how that affects uh, it, it it sparks the it sparks the competition in a man you're all so pathetic well it sparks competition with with a man except for you because you were like eh, i'm not sticking around to say hi screw that yeah but that, but then that made her be like you know 
Now, she, now I flipped the script. That's what, yeah, you flipped it. And she was like, hey, why don't you come to this place where my other boyfriend is? Yeah, exactly. All right, I'm in. So I stole her from two men. How about that? Win-win <laughs> 2-0, Eric. Watching the men laugh at this is very un- discomforting. Discomforting? It's too early to do anything. All right, let's want? get into the hot topics. Thanks for sharing your love life with us, Eric, because mine is not fun to listen to. <laughs> It is not. Trust me, everyone. It's a cold case right now. Cold case? (laughs) It was DOA. (laughs) It is a cold. It's actually actually an open and shut case. The guys are just gone. (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah, they're just like, who murdered Leah's love life? Leah did. It's it's... (laughs) self-inflicting. We'll talk about her choices on another podcast. (laughs) Dead. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, My name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you guys, let's hop into these hot topics. The first one is Colorado passes law allowing children to play outside alone based on maturity level. Okay, a Colorado governor signed a bill into law on Wednesday allowing children to play outside independently without it being labeled abuse or neglect. The state's previous law caused a spike in complaints towards parents who were accused of neglect whenever their children were seen playing outside or walking to school alone. 221,000 calls to the state's child abuse hotline in 2021, and only 13,000 calls were actually accurate. The bill states that a child is not neglected when allowed to participate in certain independent activities that a reasonable and prudent parent, guardian, or legal custodian would consider that are safe given the child's maturity condition or abilities uh yeah well, I, what this makes I, perfect sense to me I, I used to walk to you so a kid can't walk to school they can't ride their bike to school without their parent they're like what what kind of nonsense is this yeah this, this is some woke policing bullshit yeah this is this is what the problem is is they need to like the law should be if you call the police unwarrantedly you should be fined 
that's the law they need to put into. If you're a Karen looking outside and you see a kid and you're like, oh, my God, I see a child by themselves, you should be fined. That's what should happen. There should be a $50 fine every time you call the cops stupidly. I used to walk to school by myself. I used to go to the park by myself. I, yeah. What are yeah. we talking about and look right how now? I turned out. I'm just fine. <laughs> it's not I'm saying kids can't, kids can't play in the yard. They can't like, what are you, what, what, what are we talking about right now? Like I'm just mean, living, it, living in fear. Just, it sounds really stupid. I think that the law that, like I said, the law that should go into a, a place right now is if you call the cops unjustly or uh, for a ridiculous reason, you should be fined. Yeah, I feel bad. 13,000 of them were accurate. But, you know, so it's nice that whatever situation that was brought attention to it. But that's out of 221,000. That's I agree. That's just people like seeing something and calling it. But also it's like based on the maturity level, that's not going to fix it. Right. Because if I say my kid's old enough to walk to school alone, it's not like I'm not going to stop by the neighbors and be like, just so you know, I have I have okay this. They're mature enough. And also people's uh, gauge of how mature people are is always off anyway. So. Yeah, that's always like who decides it, that. Right. It's and it's also like do you just put a label on their backpack like mature AF? Right. <laughs> you know? That's like that's like when I was 18 and I remember all these like much older men would be like, mm, "You're so wise beyond your years." It's like, "No, I'm 18." <laughs> just just so you're aware, I I I'm definitely just turned 18. That's like the that's the predator tagline. You're yeah, wise beyond your years. Well, also Dimitri as the only parent of the three of us. How do you feel about this? I, I mean, I think, like I said, I appreciate people somewhat looking out, but I think people are too quick to judge and too quick to like raise a red flag and try and get parents in trouble. Like kids, we did a lot of shit when we were young. Like I didn't get, now I bring my kids, you know, I drive into practice. I used to go home to an empty house, get my baseball mitt and go to baseball practice. Like by exactly. myself, like there's yeah. stuff that goes on. But, yeah, I was like, I was know. a single. I, my mom was a single parent. I was an only child. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I had to go do. I had to do stuff on my own. You know. And and how about and how about just look out for the kids instead of calling. You, you're looking out. You see something funky, then you come out there. It takes a village, they say. You know what I mean? Right. That, so now the village is no village anymore. It's just Karens, like you know, being like you know, thinking they're doing something. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, the like, villages rat each other out. Yeah. It's like yeah. why aren't we calling in the white vans? Like, why are we why are we calling in the children? You know, it's like uh -oh, yeah. this random guy is offering people M&Ms. Like, maybe we should be like that guy seems a little off putting. Yeah, what it's, about weird. it's a weird society we live in right now. You know, also, it's just Eric, weird. I this is the first time I'm hearing you're an only child and it actually makes a lot of sense now. So thanks for sharing that detail. I don't even know what that means. And mm. I'm, not, I'm not I'm not even going to I'm not don't even ask. going to acknowledge. Oh, yeah. I'm not even going to acknowledge this part of the show. Let's move on to the next topic. Thank All you. right. We'll okay. just pretend oh. like that was cut out. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We, yeah it, the, won't be, it won't be. But. The next title, How to Murder Your Opener. Sorry, I mean husband. <laughs> <laughs> how to Murder Your Husband writer goes on trial for, but on drum roll, allegedly killing her spouse. All right. You guys, this is already like open and shut case, but. An Oregon romance novelist who once penned an essay titled How to Murder Your Husband will face trial on Monday for allegedly shooting dead her spouse for a 1.5 million life insurance payout. Nancy Crampton Brophy, she even she even took his last name and hyphenated it. So mm. I, she must have like loved him a little bit. Now 71 has pleaded not guilty to gunning down her husband of 25 years, Daniel Brophy in, Pro in Portland. Okay. This was in 2018. Daniel was found with gunshot wounds to the, his back chest and at his place of work, the Oregon Culinary Institute, where he taught shortly after arriving. So she told police that she was at the couple's home when the shooting happened. And then she was arrested months later after detectives said she had been in the vicinity of the crime scene. It took them months to find that out? Yeah. Yeah. How? Yeah. Yeah. And then days after the shooting, she allegedly asked cops to provide her with a letter saying she wasn't a suspect in her husband's murder so she could collect on his life insurance policy worth 40000 So as a, as a grieving yeah, widow as a, does. Yeah. Like well, this hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah. We don't know their financial situation. We don't know, like, what, the bills need to be paid. You know, like, was he in charge of the money? 
was she like the you know like if she's just sitting there and all of a sudden now her husband's dead and like the the, the, the lights get turned off because we don't know what their agreement was i don't think we should just assume that just because she was trying to get this life insurance done because life moves on They've been married 25 years. Like, it is what it is. I mean, so I don't know if that should be the, the damning evidence just because she's, like, trying to, like, pay some bills. I, I don't it'd know. One, it'd, be one, it'd be one thing if she was at a Mercedes dealership and she was like, oh, how much do I got to put down? Ooh, let me um, give me get this insurance money going. And we, <laughs> we don't, you know what I mean? It'd be different. <laughs> but, like, I don't think it's fair to this lady to, uh, you know, just say that. Well. First of all, I do I do agree that funerals are expensive, but the kicker is she told the police it was forty k, but it's actually one point five mil. So do you feel differently mm. now? Either way, <laughs> I mean, I I just I still feel like either way, it's like okay, one if she was in a if they were in an unhappy marriage, mm-hmm. and like just she's like you know it, like if you're in an unhappy marriage and your husband shows up dead, I mean, how you feeling about that? You're like, oh, it's terrible, but all right, I got to move on with my life now. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, I, is it is it a sign of, you know, does it mean that she murdered him? You know, did, well, did they have no, like No, but she a, did lie about where she was. So the question is, did she, was she like, hey guys, I know you're trying to solve my husband's murder. Would you just, just sign that? I, I pre-wrote this letter for you. Just sign it so I can get some money. So okay. I agree with you that life goes on, but was this before or after she lied about being in the vicinity of the murder? And let's okay, not my, forget, my she point. wrote a, a thing called how to murder your husband. And granted, I'll give her this much. She didn't say how to murder your husband and get away with it. It was just strictly how to murder your husband. Okay, so then I, my pushback on that is like she wrote a book called How to Murder Your Husband. So who do you think they think is going to be the suspect? So she could be sitting here just being like, damn, they're going to think I did this. And so well, like, yeah, you know, to you know be what I mean? Fair, so, to be fair, she also wrote books such as Hell on the Heart and The Wrong Husband. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he, could, he could have been the inspiration for a lot of this, you know. The best part know. is she calls herself a romance novelist with these titles. Like, very, but, but, but like what's the facts of the case like like you know it's, I, I don't know like so she got a gun and went and shot her husband at work well, why, so would she, why would she do it like that so like how, like how she wrote the book about how to murder your husband was it what what was it I mean usually you know it would be poison or I don't know what I'm saying is in, in this book was she like a sloppy crime do you think that this, is she is she, so, she, so she's an idiot is what you're trying to say so you're saying she's an idiot. So she just got a gun and went and shot her husband in the back. Hey, I, again, I'm not, I'm not, you, I, what I'm saying is the things that you guys have said, like you would be terrible prosecutors. Well, <laughs> but no, I'm but this is, I agree <laughs> with you that this, it's not, a, it's obviously not cut dry. And I'm not saying that she hundred percent did it, but what I'm saying is, yes, we take, take away the joke that she wrote that book, right? Mm-hmm. But she lied about where it is. And she went while during all this. And I understand you need money, but it's, I've never maybe it's happened a lot. I've never heard of someone being like, hey, can you guys just give me a letter so I can get my money while you're doing all this? And granted, she may be in hard times, but we don't know that. We don't know either way, really. Yeah. OK, real quick. So well, I have also looks at up. things. She doesn't look like somebody that's doing great. So, you know. <laughs> Well, yeah, she's in jail, Eric. OK, so <laughs> how to murder your husband by Nancy Brophy. First of all, she lists out. First of all, this is less of an essay, more of like a listicle. (laughs) As a romantic suspense writer, I spend a lot of time thinking about murder and consequently about police procedure. If the murder is supposed to set me free, I certainly don't want to spend any time in jail. And let me say clearly for the record, I don't like jumpsuits and orange isn't my color. Okay, then she lists out motives. One, financial. This is big. (laughs) divorce Mm -hmm. is expensive do you really want to split your possessions or if you married for money aren't you entitled to all of it the drawback is the police aren't stupid they are looking at you first so you have to be organized ruthless and clever husbands have disappeared from cruise ships before why not yours my point this is making (laughs) this is all making my point this is all making my point like do you really think that someone who is this methodical about writing a book and all this kind of stuff would just go to her husband's job and shoot him in the back. The problem is I've watched too many uh, TV movies about this kind of stuff. So yes, I could see that <laughs> happening as she's already got her alibi for exactly why you said, why would I do that? But the other thing is I also mm-hmm. see someone says, Oh, she has a book. She looks like the perfect person. Let me go do this. I'll do this murder. And it's going to look like she did it. Do so you think she was framed? Probably she not, been. But, but they have no else. other suspects. 
Well, they, I think they're going to they might find out that he is a cheating dog, lying piece of shit. Who knows? Right. Well, she has she leads. Uh, she writes for motives. Lying, cheating bastard is one falling in love with someone else is one. You know, she's like, ooh, you don't want to get stuck in a crime of passion. because Then you got to clean up the blood. And it's messy. Um, you know, she has thought about it, but but maybe she was just driven to the limit. And she, because she also did lie, she said she was home, but she was in the vicinity of the murder, well, which a, is not lying is a kind of a big deal. And she lied about how much the I, life insurance I, was for. OK, I get those two points, but like lying about being in. The, OK, so let's say you're being accused of murder. And you also happen to be in the area of that murder that you did not commit. So like. No, I straight up give if I know that I didn't do it, I straight up give all the act truthful mm-hmm. facts and really hope that it sorts its way out because lying about it and having that found out is going to bring you 10 times more towards the guilt. I, I totally that. understand that. But what I'm saying is I understand why someone would lie in that in that situation. I understand why someone would like think like, you know, oh, man, I was over there. I don't want that. You know, how can they prove I wasn't at home? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, what I'm saying is like, that's not enough for me. It's not enough for me that like, you know, because I understand that the, the that reaction of being like, you know. You know, she could have just been going to the, you know, you know, she could have been going to the store, but, you know, but again, she could have also done it. I just feel like if she did, she's like, that's just a stupid way to do it. No, no, you said you clearly said she didn't do it. You're ready to pick her up from jail, like bail her out and get her out of jail. There's yeah, something no, I just I, I believe in due process is what I'm saying. I believe oh. in the due process, you know. I believe in that. I mean, I th- we need more of that in real society. We need we need Twitter to be to have due process. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm glad Elon Musk is now the largest shareholder and maybe he'll fix the algorithm. Maybe he'll make it so that there's less censorship. Maybe he'll bring, you know, Kanye and Trump back. But I think they're a little too far gone. Trump already has <clears throat> Truth Social, which I did sign up for, by the way, I for pure entertainment purposes. I need to know what's happening on the other side, you know? Now we should all want to see what's happening on the other side, for sure. Yeah, because <clears throat> that's when you know what areas of the world to avoid, because that's where the pitchforks are. Yeah, yeah, keep your enemies close. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer, yeah. as they this say. Is why, yeah, and this is why I would keep talking about my ex. Just oh, keep it closer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Speaking of exes, Netflix and Sony halt Will Smith. I don't know why I said that like I used to date Will Smith, but they halt Will Smith projects in the aftermath of the infamous Chris Rock slap. Wait, bring me up to speed. What happened with Chris Rock? Something? (laughs) I didn't hear about this. So I'm honestly, I'm tired of hearing about this. I'm over it. I don't care anymore. No one cares anymore. Let's wait for the next new Hollywood drama. This one is tired. Yeah, well, I think people don't, I don't think people care anymore, especially liberals, because it points out their hypocrisy. So they don't want to see their hypocrisy. They don't want to, they don't want to deal with it anymore. They don't want to deal with how like, you know, Hollywood just kind of like celebrated this guy right after he did something, some toxic masculinity he did. And then like everybody wants to be like, oh, let's just move past this and let's just move past it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm not surprised that people are like sick of hearing about it, sick of like wanting to deal with it. Well, what do you think is the appropriate punishment? Well, I think he's getting punished the way he should get punished. I think how anybody that assaults someone should get punished, no matter what their status is in the world, they should get punished. And like, if you're like halting projects, because if you're on set with Will Smith, you're going to be like, well, if he gets upset, is he going to slap me? Mm-hmm. And what is the response going to be? Well, he would never do that on set. He can't say that anymore. He right. don't get the benefit of the doubt. There's no more benefit of the doubt for you. You, yeah, you might slap somebody on set because you did it in a place where no one in the world would ever think you would do it. So now he does not get the benefit of the doubt. My fear is that, uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. My fear is that, or my thought is that these aren't being delayed because, oh, we want to, you know, he didn't, he did something wrong and we agree with it. Cause th- a lot of these people, are the same people that stood up when he, mm-hmm. you know, when he won his award and gave him a standing ovation. I think this is more of a PR thing. Hey, let's lay low. We have these problems. Yeah. Let's let's act like this we're is, doing the right thing, and then we'll bring it back when it's when it's time. Because yes, they all this have is it. all optics. It's all optics because that's what Hollywood is. Hollywood right. is just an image based place. They don't they don't come across as people that really care about morals or integrity <laughs> or anything like that. It's just a place that just cares about what do people think, and let's let's deal with that. And then we'll, when once this blows over, and then we'll just be, they'll be back with the projects, and it'll be fine. 
Right, because they're not actually canceling the projects. They're just pausing them. The other thing is that, like, I'm sorry, but isn't Hollywood just a microcosm for the rest of the world? I'm sorry, is the finance industry really moral and filled with integrity? Like, is the big pharma industry really moral and filled with integrity? Like, no. Everyone acts like this. It's not just Hollywood. We just uh, see this as because everyone is so public. Like, I'm sure we right. couldn't name the first, like top 10 employees at Pfizer, you know? Right. Did you but, see that one Pfizer guy walk up and slap the other? No, you didn't. <laughs> and that's the point. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like there's so much glitz and glamour around this and people care about celebrity, but no one cares about executives at, you know, AT&T. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it, 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 like I say, it, it, it is what it is. You know, it it's a hot, it is. a hot topic right now. And I totally get it. And they and then they and you know they they want it to go away so they could be like all right and we're back. Well, I mean, it's just because like the, I mean, Louis, you know, Louis C.K. just won a Grammy, so things can change. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is like woke white women don't know how to weigh in on this argument. Well, it's they like, have no they have no ground to stand on. That's what I'm saying. When and you look so, at the polls, it was something like fifty or over fifty percent of women at first were supporting Will Smith. Well, yeah, because he's cute. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no. But this is, yeah, this is the problems. People don't know how to, and anyone literally, when I see comments on my Instagram posts that are like, you know, Chris Rock was out of line. That joke was ridiculous. I'm like, shut up. I don't think people feel that way anymore. You know, I don't think they, I don't think people really feel that way. I think people feel like that was an overreaction. And I'm actually glad that it, the, the silver lining of this happening is now I think people are looking at themselves and going, Oh, it, yeah, we kind of are overreacting to comedy because if he hadn't slapped him, okay, the next day, comics would have been dragged again. It would have been like, oh, she has alopecia and comics are going to, and it would have been another attack on comics. He did that and it pointed out how ridiculous it is to be this upset at a, at a, at a, you know, but don't you a, think a, if a he had a joke? Yeah, but if if he hadn't slapped him, no one would even remember the joke. I didn't even know no, she had no, no, alopecia. I think, no, there I would have been that, an article or two. That would have been just like, yes. oh, he went too far. Right, right, right. That, that's what it would have been like. It would have supported this even more and this attack on on comedy. It would have just keep that kept it going and going. It would have been like a, a, even more ridiculous people being like, oh, I can't believe they did. You know this this you know this innocuous dad joke a 30 year old reference dad joke and and oh my god you know who i feel bad for demi moore because uh apparently being compared to demi moore is like the worst thing you could call someone and you know then they're talking about you know so we're like oh she's bald like you know you know what i mean like what's your excuse for being bald you know what i mean you know you know, so, you know, you know what I mean? Like you're bald and it's like, you know, bald men, bald men, short men get talked about all the time at nauseum. You know, that's it's like this looked at as this thing. And like, you know, it's just one of these jokes. You know what I mean? So it's like, should Leah, should Leah, she, she come slap me now for your honor. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like Dimitri, just say the word, won. Dimitri. <laughs> you know, it's just, well, I'll be doing just, this on Zoom. <laughs> it's just ridiculous is what i'm saying it's just ridiculous and i think people are aware of it now i think people are, are aware of like how what an overreaction that was to an innocuous joke and if we're yeah. gonna react like that to a joke like that then what is left for comedy and i think there's been a reinvigoration of comedy right now. i think people like i had a, shows in san antonio and i felt like the people are like really there for comedy now that's why chris rock's tour sold out because people are like yeah we want to hear what you have to say now and i think people are i think we've been slapped out of this kind of like woke haze of uh, of overcorrection oversensitivity and I, I mean you know will smith did that i think he slapped a America out of this nonsense of attacking comedy. It's a good point. And you give, I mean, listen, Ricky Gervais has been saying this for a long time. He's been saying, okay, if you want to say I'm offended by a joke, then say it. I feel like I feel, but don't say that joke is offensive because it doesn't, it, it's not for everybody. It's, yeah, it, it's, to, it's, it, to me is what's missing from everyone's tweets. Right. To mm. me. That's the real, you know, instead of the Me Too movement, we need to start the To Me movement. <laughs> You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, so someone goes, oh, my God, I, he said that and, I, and he is racist for saying that. And then you need to add the words to me. Then the rest of us can go, oh, OK, that's just your opinion. Listen, you're it's the same have, way you're allowed to have your opinion, but it's not facts. It's just your opinion. 
Right. It's the same way people used to add in bed to fortune cookies, right? Let's exactly. Just, it, it's the this is the RST LNE of, of of Wheel of Fortune, where they just gave you those because from now on, tweets should always say to me at the end. Yeah, that, that, that's that's how I feel about it. And so so it's like it's fun. It's like you know when somebody like because you know what it's about premise. So when you're talking, if, if you're talking to someone about the Chris Rock situation, you have to ask them, where do you stand? What do you feel? So if a person says, well, I feel he was uh, being mean spirited and hateful and he was trying to hurt them. If that's your premise, then I know why you're arguing this. Then you also have to accept my premise that it was just an innocuous, fun dad joke that he was making, poking fun because that's his job at the Oscars. If you right. accept that premise, if you can accept that premise too, then why are we fighting? Then there's no point. We could just agree to disagree. Because I'm saying of all the things, if he is a mean-spirited, terrible person that was trying to hurt them, of all the information that is known about the Smiths, you mean to tell me that a G.I. Jane joke is the worst he could have done as a mean, mean-spirited person. I find that to be idiotic. Can we be real? The joke wasn't even that funny. Like they could have done so much better. I'm even surprised that that made the cutting. Like, you know what I mean? That it, that it didn't get cut. I don't think that that was like, first of all, like I said, I don't think that, that was even a part of it. I think he just said just that in it, a yeah. moment. I think he just said it in a moment because he thought, you know what I mean? He thought it was going to be like fun. And then that's why the crowd had a weird react. The crowd was like, ah, it was one of those like, it's a dad joke. It was like Chris Rock went, pull my finger, Jada. You know what I mean? That's exactly what that joke was. And so so that's even more reason to be like, wow, what an overreaction to a comedy, to a joke. But it was also just such a dated joke, you know, like, why didn't he just call her the rock? Like more because like- that would have been more <laughs> insulting. I know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, again, he in his mind was like, well, this is fun thing. You know what I mean? And it's like, yep. you know, what's, what's really stupid about it is if there's a woman dealing with alopecia and she's bald and she's feeling terrible about herself, someone could say to her, you know, you should be like G.I. Jane. And it would be empowering and uplifting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's all about intent. It's all about context. And again, this was a huge overreaction. And I think people saw themselves in Will Smith because of Will Smith, this beacon of, you know, of hope and, and, and a person that has transcended race and wealth and all this thing in this country. And you could see someone like that have such a stupid overreaction. I think everyone else saw themselves in that too. And, and there's, and I think the smart people are going, Ooh, I need to stop. I need to like check myself about what I think is an insult. Yeah. We need to do a wellness check on Demi Moore. She's going through this. Bruce I think Willis so. I think aphasia. we should. Yeah. You know, she's having a tough time right now. Yeah. She's, she's having a tough week. <laughs> you want to tie these things together. All these people are the people in Colorado. They're looking out their windows and they're like, oh, did you see what just, he just made a joke that he shouldn't have made. You know what? And they're calling in and they're reporting that it was a joke that that could have been yeah, offensive. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just exactly. It's like parents calling about the kids. Like, it's just an, like, again, it, 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 it's it, you make a joke, but it's actually very it's actually very true. Like we we are a society of overreaction, overcorrection, you know, uh, and that's you know, there's no there's no nuance, common sense. There's no context. There's no it's just this overreaction. It's And it's a byproduct of the Internet. It's a byproduct of, of having to make all your points in 140 characters. And right. on that note, we're going to take a break because that was offensive to me. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we'll yeah. be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, the Apollo Jim murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with the Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Time Crime. I'm your host, Leah Lamar. I have with me my friends, Dimitri and Eric Griffin. And we are about to get into our major topic for today, which is the Sacramento shooting. I'm sure a lot of you have heard about it already, but for those of you who haven't, what happened was six people, three women, three men were killed and 12 others suffered varying degrees of injuries in a mass shooting in an area of downtown Sacramento, California, bustling with nightlife. More than 100 shots were fired early Sunday as hundreds lined the streets, leaving clubs and bars in downtown Sacramento. Investigators believe multiple shooters opened fire just steps from the Capitol in the wake of a large fight after last call early Sunday. So one person has been arrested in connection with the shooting on Monday. As of Tuesday, April 5th, the older brother of the first suspect in the deadly Sacramento mass shootings was also arrested. Smiley Martin, the 27-year-old brother of Dondre Martin, 26, was busted in the hospital bed on charges included being in possession of a machine gun uh, okay. While both Martin brothers have been named as suspects, neither has been charged with homicide. There were multiple shooters involved and more arrests are expected. So apparently the investigation is highly complex, involving many witnesses, videos of numerous types and significant physical evidence. The latest arrest came after SWAT officers and detectives served search warrants at three residences seizing a handgun. Okay. So... It's interesting that this happened late at night and apparently there was an argument, a fight that broke out before it. Do we think that the mass shooting stemmed from the fight? Do we think this is like a gang activity? What do we think happened here? And also I'm going to share my screen again because I, I'll just never understand people. But one of the brothers, Dondre Martin, posted on Facebook, shaking my head, I'm hit. What do you mean? He posted that he got hit during, like, during the shootings. He well, posted he was on Facebook people, about he's it. saying that he got hit. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what to think about any of this. I and mean, I just think it's like, you know, this, this is just like some people that made some very terrible choices. And law enforcement has stepped in and, and you know, they got arrested. 
you know, like the thing that would bug me more about this is if, if, if it was like there was a shooting and there's no suspects and these people are at large. Right. No, this was like swift justice. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we need. I mean, the swift justice needs to be the thing that is talked about the most because that's the deterrent. You know, there's plenty of people that have guns and there's plenty of people that, you know, don't have anger management issues. There's gang violence and there's all this stuff. But the deterrent has to be that the law enforcement is going to step in and you're not going to get away with it. And that's what's happening here. But why do you, do you think it's OK for people to just have machine guns, civilians? That, listen, that's that's like the, I, getting into the idea of gun control and all that kind of stuff is not going to stop people from doing bad things. You know, I yeah. mean, like, you know, it's like the thing to me, like I, I keep, I, you know, I actually I talk. I have material about this, you know, because, you know, the issue to me is not the right and the left fighting about guns. The issue should be the right and the left talking to gun companies about upgrading their technology. Like, why are we still using, why are we still shooting pieces of metal at people with lethal force? Why is that the technology? Like, I call on Elon Musk to invent an electric gun like he invented the electric car. Like, like where is the technology that is non-lethal that can stop people and, you know, put people down? Like, where is the, like, we haven't advanced to the point where, we're still using little pieces of metal to shoot at people like that to me is the issue, not who has them, not, you know, what, you know, all that. And like taking it away from people who are obviously knows how to handle a gun and is safe with a gun. Uh, you know, the, the idea that like we need to find, make sure people are mentally stable because that's fluid that changes over time. There's plenty of people who are very mentally stable and then they just crack and they they were great with guns and now they have a bunch of guns and they went crazy. I mean, that, you know, you can go on and on and on about should we have guns or should we not have guns? The question we should be asking is, why is the technology still at that level? Just in the same way that we should have had electric cars 30 years ago, you know, we should have had them in 30 years ago because the, the, the oil companies put the kibosh on that. It's the same thing with this. I'm sure that there's better technology out there, but the gun companies are making so much money and no one ever blames them. No one talks about them. It's always about like, oh, should you know, it's always about the people that have the guns as opposed to like the people that make them. So we could have Elon develop a long range taser, you know, you where it shoots out some sort of electric current that destabilizes someone versus right. Like, I think that's the sort of technology. But I think I think the issue is. And also, I do think the government and the army has all types of weapons like this. The public just doesn't have access to them or knowledge of them. Don't you think? Who knows? That's my question. That's the question I'm putting out there. The question I'm raising is why is the technology still 150 years old? Mm. You know, that's what I'm saying. Because even though the guns are, say, they've made the guns themselves better and whatever, but it's still the same technology. It's basically a fancy slingshot. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're still shooting objects at each other to penetrate the body with lethal force. Again, why is that still the technology that we're using? That should be the question. Yeah. I mean, I think also the bigger issue is did they just get into a fight in question mark over what? And they just all happen to have guns and it just turned into a shooting spree. Or was this some sort of planned altercation? Or is this some sort of gang fight where there are a lot of other players at play that are just not the people that were there shooting guns? And I think that that is now what's making the case so complex is because they're trying to figure out what the fight was about, who was involved, and if there's actually a larger issue at play. Well, that's the uh, that, that's what the law enforcement is doing in their investigation, trying to find motive to find out, you know, why? I mean, because then it would be the motive leads to like how they can be charged. You know, is this going to be first degree murder? Is this going to be whatever? I mean, you know, the law is very complex. It's, it's way, way more complex than it is on the Internet or, or on TV. So, you know, again, it's too I, bad. I mean, those glad. things on TV get wrapped up in an hour. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But I'm really glad that, you know, let, let, let's let's give kudos to law enforcement for moving swiftly, uh, acting quick, you know, act, acting on this. And they have people in custody. And, you know, that's usually that's usually the dominoes for getting everyone else, you know, because no one's going to sit here and be like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm faced with this crime on my own. I think it's going to be a situation where it's like, well, what? Just me. Uh, it was him, 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 him. You think him, they're going to wrap him. people out? Yeah, for sure. 
This, really? this is how this is how it happens. Yeah, if you're he, faced if you're faced with murder, if you're faced with twenty five to life, you know, and uh, you know, I don't just, know. That one he, guy's doing shtick on Facebook, so I don't know if he's he's taking it too seriously yet. <laughs> yeah, right. But that but that that shows somebody that is for sure going to uh, you know look. I think justice is going to be served. Hopefully, you know, hopefully. But from the sounds of it right now, I think we should applaud the law enforcement for you know, acting swiftly and getting and p- having people in custody. So, I mean, we could sit here on this podcast and talk about why they did it. And is there something more? Is there some conspiracy yeah, and all that kind of, of stuff? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> but Eric's think, like, but I, your podcast. <laughs> but I'm just saying, <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, I don't know all those kind, whatever that is, what, you know, it's just because like people have done st- dumber things for less, you know? Right. So also you know, like these people have terrible aim. Uh, like i'm sorry a hundred shots fired like did they did are and none of these six people are of either of the opposing team well then you you kind of question the motive right then it's just like what what's the motive here right i don't know well well, the thing is it's like something that we're trying to make sense of something of that doesn't make sense. I mean, mm. you know, not not everything has to make sense. Again, not what everybody we do ha- on this podcast. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but not everything we has to try. Have- we don't make sense. We yeah, try. No, yeah, no, not everything not. has to have a little motive that ties up into a little bow. Ah, this is why they did this. They, they, these could just be some some dumb some dumb people that made dumb choices, and now they're living with their consequences. Mm. Here's here's the, here's the question, and and I'm not gonna get political here. I don't really want to do that, but the point is. There are states right now that are making it easier to get guns, right? And I know people bring up, oh, well, you don't, you know, you need a license to, to get it for a hunting license, but you don't need one to own a gun. So there are states that are making it easier to get guns, right? But, and people argue, well, well, whatever. But then, like we said before, not to go back to this again, but we're so focused on, you know what? There's a new law about what age kids can be alone or do something outside by themselves. Like, fuck off, guys. Like, look at what you're doing here. You're 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 brushing off, and like you said, Eric, it's because of the money, right? You're brushing mm-hmm. off rules about guns, and and hey, listen, add that maturity level to buying a gun. Put that as one of the levels as to whether someone can buy a gun, as opposed to we're making but, a law as to the age that people can go, can, kids can play outside because a lot of people are calling in. But let me push back on this, okay? So, the people that are committing crimes and doing things, are you saying that these are people that are in states? Yeah. That got guns legally? No, 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 no. I'm not okay, saying so that. that. But, that, but that's but but that's the in, you're inferring that. And what I'm saying to you is the pushback on that is, hey, I'm a regular citizen, and criminals can get guns willy nilly. Yeah, I don't think I the people to, that are I doing these are getting them get from a the gun. gun store. To, but then, but then, then it shouldn't be brought up in the same context. Well, it could so be. So I, maybe what I should have said was. I think as far as gun technology, they should be focusing on that, which is what you said. They should mm-hmm. be focusing on that because there are people that are not mature enough to have what they're being given or what they're getting access to or yeah, what we're giving them, what we're putting out there. But but it's so weird how we want like we like we're we're wondering why criminals act like criminals. You know what I mean? Like it's like, why aren't criminals making sense? <laughs> What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's right. the that's the thought process when you know like, it's like I don't care that there are if there's a state that's allowing people to get guns, they're allowing that because criminals can get guns. And then we're stopping regular people from getting guns. Now listen, there's a lot of gun related accidents that happen because people just aren't prepared. Like I say, like you have to take a driving test to get a to get a license. You know, you have to go down to the DMV, get in a car with somebody who's got a clipboard, and you have to prove that you can drive a car. Okay, because it's dangerous, because if you're on the street, you could actually hurt someone, hurt yourself, hurt someone else. That's what we need to add to the gun process. You know, you need to have insurance. You should you have to have insurance to have a gun. You should have to have take a test to have a gun. You should have to prove that you know how to handle a gun before they give you a gun. I mean, these are the things we need to be talking about, you know, other than just like, hey, take guns away or why are they allowing people to get guns? I mean, it, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's, you know, you know what I mean? You know, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But it's like, but my main point about in, in reference to this discussion is stop. We need to stop uh, trying to have rules for criminals like, like, and wonder why they're breaking these rules and wonder why they're doing what they're doing or how, why, why well, are they're gang- not breaking rules and they're not criminals. Yeah. So we need to have the rules in place. 
But yes, I, I, know I, I, I get that. But if, but I'm saying we're <clears throat> we're hoping that they have better intentions or, right. you know, it's like, why did you know, it's like, it, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's like uh, there's plenty of like the person you shouldn't be worried about is not the, the, the gun nut is not the person you should be worried about. I don't know if you've ever met a gun nut or somebody that's super into guns like they're I, into sneakers. I know a gun nut. Yeah. You know, and, and they're like they're super into safety. Like a gun nut is somebody that's like they know everything about the gun. They got it locked up in their little cabin and they're like, oh, let me show you this gun. This is an AR, blah, blah, blah. And they're like this and this. You know, those aren't like that person also could go crazy, but that has nothing to do with them having access to guns. That has to do with more about like what's going on with people's mental health, what's going on in like, you know, society, what's going on. And, you know, well, of the two guys I dated who owned guns, one of them was a gun nut and he has it locked in a case where you need to use your fingerprint to open the case, which I actually liked because it made me feel safer. But then the other guy we'll just say he did pick me up and only let me know that he was on shrooms while driving halfway to the movies. And then on the way home showed me both of his guns in the car. He was like, check the glove compartment. And then I opened it. I was like, ah, and then he's like, check the center console. And I was like, ah, and then I moved because I was scared. He knew where I lived. Anyway, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's somebody that's like, you know, yeah. I mean, I I went on a date with a DJ yesterday. Choices. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> take that yeah. as you will yeah, yeah eric's like bad choices then i'm like i went on a date with a dj and um <laughs> and it's so funny because i was like oh he seemed nice and then i was like he did give me drugs at the end of the date but they were shrooms so you know just another la date in the books we did go for a hike as well if you were curious you and your hikes you know i gotta get i gotta get a twofer a date and a workout i like it Thank you. It's better than it's better than dating someone at the gym or going to the gym together. So I'll, I'll give you that. I I you know what I hate workout couples. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know those couples that are just like they're always in sweatsuits and you see them and they're walking and they're like, "Hey guys," and they're like, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, "Fuck off!" You know what yeah. I mean? They have their analgenes. You're like, "Ugh." Yeah, they're just Get a like plastic you know, water bottle like the rest of us. <laughs> You know, they're always on their bike. You know, their their honeymoon was like a 26-mile marathon, like one of those type of couples. I'm just like, get away from me. Yeah, you and your abs, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm the opposite. I'm like, when my wife's like, I'm going to go for a run. I'm like, okay, you go. And then when you come back, I'll go. Like, I don't, I, we don't need to be running next to each other. Yeah. Well, do you, you don't sleep next to each other either. Oh, are you supposed to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, this would be a problem to me. See, that feels better, doesn't it? Because <laughs> you know what it is? It's you taking accountability of your own opinion. That's the thing about it. Take accountability for your opinion. Make it yours. Don't make it something that you need people to say amen to. Well, and that's it. Everybody judges. So if I had said that, right, I don't, I don't like to go jogging at the same time. Like my wife and I don't like to run together. And someone like, well, that's not a healthy relationship to you. Right. Exactly. Thank you. Because then what people do is go, oh, this person isn't in a healthy relationship. They don't know the context. They don't know the nuance. They don't know the details of your relationship. They just made a statement and they want to make it true. Right. It's like you, you know, that's what I say to that. And And that's how and I think that that's how I think the slap is waking us up to that fact. To you. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the podcast today. Eric, where can we find you on the internet? Like, they're not the weird stuff. Just, yeah, not yeah. social media, not the weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to know where the sex tapes are. Just, you know, your content. Whatever. But you can find me at, you know, ericgriffin.com. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dear find God, me that's, Eric- that's Eric with a K, people. Yeah, this is how I feel about Leah sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> The amount of times Eric has called me a nightmare is, <laughs> I mean, I can't even count. I don't, I mean, I can't count that high, but. Uh, but you right. can find me at, at Eric Griffin, E-R-I-K-G-R-I-F-F-I-N, at Eric Griffin. Uh, and then I'm also on uh, Twitch a lot, Eric Griffin Gaming. And, you know, I'm, I'm like on Twitch, I'm, I'm sorry, on Twitter, Instagram is at Eric Griffin, Snapchat at Eric Griffin. I'm twitching know. just thinking about watching you on Twitch. Yeah, well, you can come watch me on Twitch. You know what I mean? I'm good. It's, Thank it's you so much. Times. Yeah, it sounds really fun <laughs> to you. It's fun to you. 
Oh, that now now she now she's gonna be a nightmare with this. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what right. I mean? You know, it's just this is this is oh my god. When you get it, it's when you get a new toy. Yeah. Yeah. Dimitri. This is why we she can't have nice things. <laughs> Wait, Dimitri, you're supposed to be on my team. Yes, right. Um <laughs> yeah, this is why she can't have nice boyfriends. <laughs> I hate well, you people. Fun. You can find me on the internet at Leah Lamar. L-E-A-H-L-A-M-A-R-R and on TikTok with five R's. Again, we don't know why. It's just like that sometimes. Yeah, Twitter, Leah Lamar. Two R's? Five R's. Oh. Mm. Five R's. Yeah. And, um, you know, guys, you know, you can call in live. We love getting your voicemails. 866-21-CRIME. That's 866-21-CRIME. 866-21-CRIME. That's 866-212-7463. Guys, stay safe. Don't commit any crimes before the next episode. Love ya. Bye. It's real-time crime. It's real-time crime. It's real-time crime. I mean, is it actually real-time crime? Are we solving anything? Or is that just a thing we say? It's a thing we say. Got it. Okay. See you next week for more real-time crime, only on iHeartRadio. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.